Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. How are you doing tonight, Courtney? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Courtney is a member of the Iron Maidens and you also are a member of the Vital and yep. right? And uh, third one too, right? Yeah, the Starbreakers, but those two are uh, no longer, unfortunately, but both of them are? Yeah. Oh, because Vixen kind of Yeah, took our singer. Took that. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't I didn't know if that was totally, totally gone. I thought it was so gasping know. breath, you know. Yeah. I wait. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's start at the very beginning. Let's I, you know, let's talk a little bit about you, your influences in guitar, what got you going on guitar. I know you didn't start on guitar. Well, I mean, the, well, I did the typical like child thing in school. You know, you had to be in grade school band, so I played clarinet. And before that, I would just, you know, fool around on my grandmother's piano, but didn't really have music as a focus. It was, you know, you kind of had to, especially for grade school. Then I got into sports and that was like my big thing. And then around 13, over a Christmas, I just went to my parents and asked for a guitar and they thought I was completely insane. <laughs> like, I just wanted to play guitar for some reason. And it, it you know, it was second nature and the history's there. I just kept going. You see that that crazy? My kid just if I can turn if I turn that way, that black guitar there in the middle. My kid bought one near thirteen with their own money they earned. So it's a good age to start. Yeah, really good. Um, what's really great, and I love that fact. This is more and more female musicians. And there wasn't as many when I was growing up. So when you were playing guitar and you were kind of starting out, it wasn't that long ago? Was it was it still kind of odd being a younger female guitar player trying to do stuff with their bands and locally? I never, you know, compared it to like a gender, like, oh, there's not many female guitar players because I mean, there, there was a lot of them. You just didn't know about them. Like our drummer from the Maidens, you know, her band back in the eighties was Phantom Blue and her two guitar oh, players. Yeah, I, I love them. Joel Meldrum and Nicole Couch. Mm -hmm. I was so obsessed with them. But then, you know, you bring that up and everyone's like, oh, never heard of them. I mean, so there, there was a, a scene of female shredders and all, but I just never... You know, I picked up a guitar not going, I want to be a female guitar player. I just played guitar and just jammed along to my favorite bands. I can tell it. And it just ended up, you know, that they were all male. But music. I, that. I mean, anyway. I mean uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phantom Blues, I had, I had the cassette of when they first came out. Good I've one. never seen them out. Like, uh, so awesome. They female totally <laughs> Yeah, right. They were so good. Um, so from there, you started playing obviously you started playing out when did you start playing like professionally though like really start sinking um, so your teeth into it and literally I, like you know i was kind of the nerd and gave up all my friends and that's all i did and then around 15 i joined uh this thing called school rock and uh yeah. did jump right to their all-star program so 15 i started touring like really touring touring like how, what kind of touring do they, do they do i've heard of the school and i know people go there um the first tour we did, they put us on tour with Adrian Blue, King Crimson. So we were his backing band. And then after that, they put us on tour with John Anderson as his backing band. So it was very eye-opening, especially, you know, to a youngster like I was, but I was, you know, being obsessed with thrash metal and stuff to go on tour playing all this prog rock. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's the tour is 15. It was definitely eye-opening and it was challenging, but I learned a lot. 
I can't even imagine that being 15 years old and touring. That must have been crazy. Was there like chaperones and stuff? Like how did that even? Oh yeah, like a whole they had chaperones and stuff. And obviously, like the world's biggest school trip or something. Like pretty much, yeah, on a bus and everything. It was, it was cool. I mean, and I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for those tours and stuff. You you know, you just basically jump and learn how to swim, basically, <laughs> or drown. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly, you're you're natural. You're a natural talent too. I mean, that just needed to be. You know, a little bit of skill pulled out of you. So, never... Well, you started at 13 and then you're just playing your own tour at 15. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. <laughs> you can be, be humble, but there's a, yeah, clearly you got a little natural talent. Like said, like, you know, it always goes like all, all these, you know, even today, like little kids playing guitar, all the prodigies. And then you turn 18 and no one cares anymore. <laughs> much, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just started playing a few years ago. Never too late. And, uh, oh. Every time I turn on YouTube, I see a kid. I just want to throw my guitar out in the road. I'm like cowboy chord. I get happy. I learn a new chord. And I watch me shred it. Freaking seven years old. And I'm like, oh, you jerk. I'm like, man, I should have started at seven. (laughs) Right? That'd be awesome. So who are your influences? You started saying like Metallica and stuff, generationally? Kirk Hammett was the reason I kind of picked up a guitar. I was like so into Metallica at the time. That's probably what fueled me to want a guitar. And then I just went down the rabbit hole, like all thrash bands and and then I got really into like King Diamond, Merciful Fate, especially Andy LaRoff. Just all these, you know, dime bags, just all them just kept, you know, peeling yeah. the onion, finding all these bands, you know. I, and- I, I love all those and those, you know, the same ones I do. I, I want to stop though. I love the fact you, you're into King Diamond, because that's not a lot of people, Merciful Fate, King Diamond, Andy. I love it. I was into that, but I, there was it's a smaller group of people that you know you're really kind of fine tuning yourself to go that way. It's yeah. awesome. Even my like my vibrato and my tremolo tremolo bar uses, I could say is all Andy mixed with little John Sykes for vibrato, but yeah, I just I always found little, you know, bands like that. I mean, not that's a great reference. No, but that's a great reference. I mean, they weren't as popular in mainstream, and that's a great guitar reference too. That's really good. Very unique, and my ears just were drawn to them. I like that. Very cool. Um, so then you started playing. What was the next step out? to like professional seats, school rock, like a regular, what was your first like band band that you did like without, without chaperones? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, obviously on, on those tours with friends, like we were kind of like, we're all the metalheads. So like we needed an an escape from it. So we put together a King Diamond tribute called Queen Diamond, all female. (laughs) I would have loved to see that. Right. I'm calling (laughs) for a reunion. I'm calling for a reunion. Live stream reunion. Right out over the states right now, so maybe <laughs> one day, one day. But uh, then I, I did that for a while, and you know, little original bands here and there, you know, and the little thrash scene that was in Philly. And then I gave my mom a week's notice around nineteen and moved to California with a guitar and a backpack. A week's then, notice, like you're what, quitting, quitting being a child, <laughs> yeah. quitting the family. Give me notice. I'm quitting the family. You know, she's devastated, <laughs> but. I come from a town. It's like, if you don't get out when you can, you never do. Yeah. Kind of. Well, that was nice. He gave her a, a week notice. And sometimes they usually call their yeah. parents when the car's loaded with all their amps and their guitars. And they're yeah. like halfway there. They're like, yeah, I left. <laughs> yeah, not coming home. And then I got out to LA. And I think, you know, to make ends meet, I joined a, a Kiss cover band. <laughs> wow. That was way too much makeup. And then uh, luck has it. I found out through the grapevine that the Maidens were looking for an Adrian Smith. So I auditioned mm-hmm. and the rest is history. And then I'm, I've been on tour ever since up until the pandemic. <laughs> how, how often are they touring? I mean, because 
pretty popular as a band. I mean, you guys were yeah. seeing you guys are touring a lot, like a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're only or we, we only used to be home like a week here, a few days there. It's just constant go 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 wow. go. Can't complain, you know. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, considering you, know, I mean, you guys sound awesome from what I've heard, you know, online. I haven't. We don't see you guys live yet because where I'm located. Hopefully, at some point. I imagine are you guys bigger in Europe? You guys play Europe, right? I assume. Yeah, South America. I mean, Maiden's like a religion everywhere in the world, so right. I can't really say, but it has some very uh, <laughs> intense, intense crowds. Fan and the, with the crowd going crazy. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, because the U.S. is good, but like everywhere else is better, especially when it comes to like certain bands like Maiden. I, I think Europe and Brazil a little more. Sorry, U.S., but you know, metal is you know be all end all when you uh leave the states sort yeah. of i could say yeah, i i, I agree with you i apologize <laughs> they need to up our game i i say it every time i say it a lot i talk about the european love of metal so we stay true you know yep. so it's great that's what i was wondering the big difference i always like to ask bands like when you go to europe does it really feel like back in the back in the day when music was really supported <laughs> It's like when you go to Europe, they're waiting for you at the airport, which is very strange. But for especially for a tribute band, we're like, okay, <laughs> I just woke it's up. Kind of cool and kind of weird at the same time because I mean, you, know, you can go out it, It's it's great to see because you can see the excitement on the fans' faces, and they want mm-hmm. that autograph. You know, just when you got off of a fourteen-hour flight and no makeup, and your hair is like this. <laughs> well, I but. can't imagine that. That like. Yeah, I really want to get a long trip in the car with a family. I don't want to talk to anybody. I couldn't imagine, you know. <laughs> That's why God I forbid. Go, I go right to coffee immediately. <laughs> Run to the coffee shop. Well, at least you get the masks now. If everyone's just wearing masks now, it's a thing. That's You'd afterwards get the masks. That way, you just like put a couple of masks on and a hat on and glasses. And yeah. little did we know. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. So like, obviously, you're you're more of a musician than say like a rock star, but you get the rock star treatment, and it's got to be kind of weird. Like sometimes you're. You, know, you go there, you have a big bunch of people, you know, clamoring for you. And then you're back here, you're in line at Aldi's and somebody doesn't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you are. The supermarket, like, you know, in my PJs, yeah. I'm like, are you the girl from the Iron Maidens? I'm like, <sighs> so I'm getting my eggs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a good laugh of it sometimes. But... So you do get recognized. That's pretty funny. That's yeah. cool. All right. Could be worse. <laughs> it is. So you got a cool uh, endorsement. Let's talk about your guitars. Oh, comparison. I actually have it here. It's just that always is beautiful. Yeah, that it's is beautiful. Like what color would you call that green? I just call it greeny. I know, but what color do you think that green is? Though I don't even. I'm horrible. It's not. It's weird because it's not a deep green, but it's not fluorescent. It's. Well, it's tricky because it's it's uh, sponge painted by hand. Oh. Uh. So it, it just depends on what light hits it and the, the greens always are changing and yeah, I wouldn't even know. I just, it's beautiful. When it came out, I'm like, I'm calling it greeny. <laughs> and then I have a pink one that's a pink sapphire. Same Do you have a name for that one? I don't want to be generic and say, is it pinky? You probably have no, no name no, for it. That's just pink sapphire for that one. But every time I had a green guitar, just the nickname to my guitar tech was always grab me greeny. So it just always stuck. <laughs> easier that yeah. way <laughs> so what do you have on the guitar what's it loaded with like we have for pickups and stuff um comparison pickups like the pickups are great you don't have to do anything just came perfect 27 frets so i can freak out on stage and forget where i am way far down yeah yeah i'm sorry it's what's, what's the neck? Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah what is the neck made up what is it oh, 
Okay, what is it? What's the next? It's made up uh, maple and walnut, and this is I think what mahogany wings with a for the maple. Maple, yeah, mahogany maple, and yeah, gets the job done. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right now, I don't know if you can see yeah, it. I liked it a lot. And thank you, voice. Thank you, voice from beyond. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. I like I like the uh, the headstock too. It's really cool little design there. Keeps people away from me on stage. <laughs> but is that a similar model that people can get too? Yes, they are available on. You can find it. This comparisonguitars.com. You get Sweetwater Guitar Center. All the all the good stuff. Easy to find. Cool. The uh, how did you get hooked up with them and switch over? Like, what were you playing before? Uh, I was with Jackson for since I was fifteen. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think around 2015, I came across, never heard of the, the company before. And then I was fortunate enough to try out a few and it was just, you know, I was sold and it's some of the best guitars I've ever played. Made in Japan, you know, I can't beat it. So all the metal guitars come from? Yep. From Japan. Yeah. It can deal with my uh, toxic sweat on a long tour. And <laughs> When, when touring, what do you use for strings? Um, I, DR. D DR Veritas 9 to 42 or 46, depending on what we're playing. Yeah. The XR, is it XR? Uh, no, the uh, strings. Uh, Veritas. Okay. That's DR. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're working on something right now yourself, like some solo stuff, right? You're working like on an album or something? Yep. Now, especially with the pandemic, I'm, you know, it's the debate over EP or full length. So, but I got all the time in the world now to decide. <laughs> but I've been, are you going to put it out yourself or you have, you have a label? I think that's the plan, but they said, I'm still in like scratch track demo stage. Then when I, when I'm finished and sit down and listen to everything and put the songs in the order I want, then I'll decide on that. Mm -hmm. Keep the business side out of it until it's finished. <laughs> Well, I know sometimes you get offers, and you know, I mean, a lot of a lot, there's a lot of really cool smaller labels now, or rock labels. I don't think small, but not you know, not the old school Atlantic and Warren, the big monster ones that are headless monsters. It's there's a lot of small rock labels out now that are kind of saving rock. Um, it's just like, especially with it being a first release for me, I just have to be careful with, like deals and publishing and stuff. A lot of people don't think about, so we'll get there eventually, and I'll decide. No, yeah, there's no deals. They just distribute for you. That's it. No deals. It's your stuff. <laughs> you want all your publishing, and that's a no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you, you know, but nowadays you can put it all out yourself too. I mean, you know, the, the slower part would be on a smaller level is putting out like physical media, like digitally. You could set everything up online yourself. You got your own merch. You can do remotely. I mean, like a lot of it, you can kind of do. You can print a few things and kind of ship them yourself. I mean, there's like a little do-it-yourself thing you could do too, and that way you retain all your your stuff. And for me, even this first release, it's it's for me not to sound like ignorant or anything, but it's not a money maker. It's just to satisf satisfy myself, basically. Well, this is the music show, so I assume everybody I talk to is not doing this for money because it's music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it's not about money. On the on the uh, album, do you play anything else? Or are you going to just record your guitar? Or are you going to have like I'm doing come in and play some stuff or what? Probably write all the guitar and bass try to do some lyrics but i'm not singing i don't want to put that on anyone and then right now I'll just programming drums but i have some 
well-known drummer friends that you know step in and tweak mm. things and they'll record and send it back to me and yada 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 it just takes a long time especially when and you're he, all he lives here i live here so you are gonna put lyrics on it so you have a singer too yep i think that's the last thing i have to worry about so but I that was, if you're not gonna sing though it's gonna be a challenge if you want to put a band together and do a little play out a couple of clubs or do a little tour because then one step at a time <laughs> just saying yeah. You might be a better singer than you think. You might want to just check it out first. Look, Nikki, I, Nikki was always a singer. She tried. She tried good. I'm a harmony person. I, I'm not a lead singer. So, all right. Just saying. You know how it goes. Uh, I remember the bass player. I told her the same thing. You're biting up. To uh, do the song "Reach Out," which is a B side, and it's a song that Adrian sang. Yep. We did that a few times, but man, it's terrifying. You know, because you're playing guitar too and you're shredding, but you you know, yeah. you tell the crowd and sing and then try to not forget the words. And uh, I don't know. I guess I just have to practice more on that. I think you'd be I think you'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, I sound like a shower. I say that on a guitar. Uh, yeah, if I wanted to come around and sit around the bed, around my bed, when I play guitar, <laughs> Indian style, yeah, I'm, I'm great there. If I just, you know, that's how I play. And you, then um, you hit record button and everything just goes <laughs> everything goes bad i'm like all right well let me just do it again let me just do it again okay all right um well that, that's fantastic i think i think it's cool that you're doing an album i think you should do as much as you can with all this time oh yeah you don't have to do an ap you should do an album as much as material as i can get down even if it's just riffs like my logic right now the folder i had to get an external hard drive because just all the memory is gone and get a terabyte yeah pretty much <laughs> for two <laughs> Do you have a goal for even some, like get a couple songs out just to kind of record a couple and then put it out and then? I mean, I, I have a few ready to go, but it's just, I don't know. It's well, it's just, interest, it's just interesting because like it, talking to different artists and everybody has a different perspective right now on what they're doing with their music, how they want to handle it. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting hearing because like some artists are like, no, I'm going to put an EP together, blast it out. Or they're like, I have an album worth and every month I'm going to do one song. Yeah. In a lyric video or a video because most people can do some kind of video now from home or, or COVID. So some people are doing that. And some people are like, no, just wait. I'm not doing anything because I don't think it's going to happen. And some people are like, no, I think people should hear it. And they put it something out. So like no one's on the same page right now. Yeah. As far as releases. I'll release one, like an instrumental track that I have done. And then the rest when it's finished and then all at once. Cause I don't like the one song a month kind of thing, but you never know. Like I said, it's all new to me. So <laughs> I, I like when you do a single, but then the single's going to be in the album because then once you get into iTunes or you go into something else, like you get that weird one, that weird one song like in your playlist and never yeah. shuffles in right. You're like, come on. You know well, what I'm saying? Even, like releasing them one by one, like the way I want to put the album together is like old school way. Like it takes you on a story through the song. So I don't want people mm -hmm. just randomly, I want them to listen to the entire thing as a whole. You know what I mean? No, I do. It's the continuity of, of, how, it, of how each song goes together. That used to be an art, you know, yeah. that goes just... back final albums and two, I talk about that a lot out here. Yeah. And I'm sure that would be long download too, to do a vinyl. Would you do that at some point? Well, I'm obsessed with vinyl. So yeah, that would probably be I mean, keep wanting cassettes now, which is blowing my mind. Yeah. I heard that as someone said to me the other day, I said, geez, you should do your video on uh, VHS too. If you're doing quirky things. <laughs> I'm like, and I had a lot of cassettes and a cassette player. I'm like, where do you get cassette players nowadays? Like to even to do that. But it's like more of a gimmicky thing. And I'm like, whatever it works for people is awesome. You know what I mean? That whatever is promotional. It was cassettes. And then you'd mess the tape up and try to tape it back together. And yep. I'm showing my age. <laughs> oh, I'm even before that. So 
<laughs> yeah, I got a ton of vinyl, and then uh, we do that in the show here. We all talk about our vinyls. We pull out like ten albums. Each person pulls out like ten. We just talk about them, like the influence and that, and this and that. You know. I just miss that so, kiss sound starting the the vinyl. I just always love yeah. that. Yeah. The crackle, the warm sound. Yeah. That that is the best. What would you say some of your, your favorite vinyls are? Oh God. If you're talking records, because I, mean, I, I here's here's let me just say this. I think this is just how I look at vinyl. Like not everything has to be vinyl. Like there's some albums that maybe dated a while back. Like I had a, a Mrs. album, you know, really punky sounded. It didn't sound like the recording. I'm like, I don't need that in vinyl. That's not something I listen to on vinyl. There's a lot of, you know, uh, Tom Petty, you know, Fleetwood Mac, a lot of 80s metal, you know, or some Metallica, Motley Crue. I got some good Bose speakers. You know what I'm but a lot of newer stuff now, not so much. There's some stuff. But like, what would be your, your like five or 10 go tos on vinyl? Probably Van Halen one, two. Mm-hmm. I would say, uh, what Maiden one would I say? Probably the Maiden Live one. For some reason, it's escaping me right now. Obviously, you Kiss Alive. I don't know, a bunch of probably Thunder and Lightning, Thin Lizzy. And then I like the other ones I had, it was just all glam, like Rat and all stuff like that. Metallic. Those are great. Yeah. Those are all those my, are all my vinyls are back in Philly right now because obviously too heavy to uh, ship out. <laughs> just make sure they're not in the basement or too high in the attic and melt. You're going to come back. You're going to be heartbroken. <laughs> I've already had these stories. I had one that, um, you know, Steve Lee from Lily Nax, he had a big collection, uh, you know, in Nola when the floods and the big Hurricane Katrina, it all, Alice House Cooper, everything, all the old, all good stuff. Very sad. Um, so make sure you got them in a good spot because you, someday you might want them back. Room. I'm on the second floor, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> but a lot of the ones you just noticed, it was the same thing. I, I, I pulled up Van Halen ones, um, Kiss, Maiden, actually Rat. Um, Stephen Pierce actually did an intro for Rat for the Invasion. He's talking about that part. Um, some good stuff, but those are all really good vinyls. So, yep. very good. Well, anything coming on with the maidens? Like, anything you guys can do? Anything coming up? Like, trying uh, to do a uh, live thing or something? We did an album, so we're just waiting for the mixing and mastering to be finished. And then, other than that, we're just waiting to get back out on the road when it's safe. You know, all of our when you say an, an album, like like a full album, or and. Obviously, covers Maiden. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> that would really throw people. You know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do all originals, and we're gonna throw everybody off. <laughs> no, every hilarious. Show, every Halloween show we play, I'm like, we have to mess with them. Like, let's get dressed up like Kiss and walk on the stage. Just. <laughs> I was gonna say Kiss too. That would be hilarious. Like, because I want people like, are we at the right show? Is there another band before the Maidens? But that would be funny. Yeah, I know. You gotta mess with them. So yeah, that album. album yeah. Now eventually then yeah just trying to get back on the road like i say when it's safe so yeah with that album is it's a mixed song list you guys do how do you come up with that oh, yeah it's just it's you know obviously we're gonna have some of the go-to top hits that you have to have on the album but there's a lot of deep cuts that i'm excited about oh, that's cool that's, i like deep cuts too because tell me <laughs> no one's listening no i don't don't um i just kind of curious how the process comes about like you guys each get a vote or is just kind of you guys kind of know from playing like anything we just you know over emails or if we're in the same room we'll just throw songs out then vote you know because they 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 put out two albums before prior to the current lineup and i just Mm -hmm. forget what's on those but we're trying to steer clear of what was on the previous albums that they released that's good well you know when you say it's like like most decisions not every band is the same yeah (laughs) 
can make it sound like it's so easy to make a decision in a band. Yeah, especially if you, yeah, you guys can do a couple of emails <laughs> and discuss it back and forth. But some people, it's a war. You Gosh, know? you know, we're kind of laid back. That's what I'm really thankful. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think uh, it's not all that, that easy for some people to make a decision in a band. So it's, it's not, kinda... not destroying, you're not throwing chairs at each other or anything. So, well, especially on emails, even easier. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to argue with anybody. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then the emails could turn into like 100 emails and you don't even oh, know where it ended yeah. or started. <laughs> and then the way they, the way the Google and the, the Gmail kind of flips it, you can't tell you, like, where's the top? Where's the bottom? Where's the start? And you start, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Scroll for more. <laughs> right? And yeah, then you so can't find it and the thing closes on you. Yeah, I know. Same problem. Um, that's awesome. I, I win. So obviously, it's just a whole pattern for everything for you guys tonight now. So. Yeah. Do you have any dates, like rough dates, plans or anything? Uh, or are they top secret? We're supposed to be in Australia in April, but that's definitely probably not happening because they're yeah, border. Exactly. And yeah, um, I don't know. I think I think the I would say maybe June, July, but still, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, I hear a lot of people planning for December, just yeah, September. Yeah. Like September is like the earliest. Yeah, I've heard now. I mean, some bands are playing in different spots. You know, like Cherry's playing. In, open spots with limited crowds and masks and stuff so i think i mean for actual like tour i think obviously right. bigger bands of the big production will be back way before you know smaller bands like the maidens and you know mom and pop club type bands if the venues survive that's the other scary thing so well, that, yeah i think if they go and then the other thing coming back is are the venues going to charge you different are they going to give you a cleaning fee on top of your regular thing yeah. I, I do know like some venues from what I've heard are like they're charging for a table so you have to you know show up with six people and order food and this and that and you have to stay seated during the entire show which is very strange to me but it sounds like one of those old-fashioned shows you know like like a dance and kind of a top set at a cane you know what I mean yeah try the chicken tip the waitress you know he's like a whole dinner and a show like a I have a name for those things I know it's like dinner and a show it's like a matin no, it's like a, you know what I'm saying uh, you know, it's better than nothing. I'll put it that way. So. I would play, if, you know, as long as it's safe, you know. And everyone's got to play. No one's getting kind of cagey. I'm playing out of a garage at this point. You know, like... I'm surprised you're not driving on the street like every band is playing out of their garage. You're like, this is crazy. I know. Just you bring know? up, your, you know, your chair and your Miller Light and just sit and rock yeah. out. Well, there's some bands and it's crazy because, like, uh, I know in, um, in in Russia, when they're closed down, I just talking, and I just recently heard um, this is true. It, for a while, they had to get scanned to be allowed to even like leave their house. I don't know how they cards or I don't I don't know what it was. I, I'm assuming it's not a chip in you, but <laughs> it's <probably laughs> kind of dystopian, right? Yeah. But they actually had to leave the uh, the city somewhere in Russia to a secret place to rehearse as a band. Wow. Yeah. Speakeasy at rehearsal. <laughs> I'm like, should you be talking about this out loud right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like Mother Russia. No, but like they're saying that. Like, well, if you say it's a secret, you just broke the rules. I don't know. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Music has to survive somehow. Well, but they did a live stream and it came out fantastic. So it rocked. So well, I wanna thank you. I know it's just a short thing today, a little bit. I know there's a lot going on. But I want to encourage people to go to your website. Yes. Get your so, merch. Support yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Get so, some cool shirts. I like the guitar ones, the little uh, schematics. Uh-huh. I actually had that on the- I'm like I don't wanna be that person in a interview wearing my own stuff. <laughs> you know, it's 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 weird. Like I Sometimes you can, the right person can do that. And it's like yeah. ironically cool. Like some people can do that kind of stuff. Like Stephen Piercy can do that. Yeah. But some people do it and you're like, hmm. 
I, I don't know. It's just who you are, I think. Now, my favorite is, uh, you know, I'll just throw on whatever shirt you get at the gym back in the day. And then, like, you see people staring at you. And I look down. I'm like, oh, God, I have one of the band shirts with our faces on it, don't I? <laughs> that, that would that'd be kind of funny. I mean, like, I personally wear just the same. I, wear, I have a ton of black shirts for this show, so I'm not, like, for certain bands. Only one time I was going to do it to be funny, and uh, it didn't work out right. So. <laughs> so that way I don't show, like, you know, precedence or whoever, because, you know. It's the same thing, you know. If you just wear concert shirts, you like that guy all the time. Where's your Iron Maiden shirt? <laughs> it's upstairs. I have it. Upstairs. All right. You have a good night. Thanks, man. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.